the Family Movie Night Podcast, where we want to help your family have better conversations around the content you consume. My name is Nathan, and as always, I am joined by my good friend and colleague, partner in crime here at uh, the Family Movie Night Podcast, Mr. Donnie Dorsey. How you doing, Donnie? Howdy do. How y'all doing? Welcome. Howdy do. Howdy do. I felt like that was, I felt that was. <laughs> it was a very, very welcome greeting. I, I appreciate that. Uh, and of course, we're also joined in, as always, by uh, the villain of the podcast, Mr. Sawyer Hewlett. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm excited to talk about this movie. I think it'll be good. He, he's here to ruin our beauty pageant, which is, I mean, this podcast is nothing else other than a beauty pageant, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, and then of course we have, uh, our guest host today. You probably already have seen that at some point, uh, the wonderful, uh, disciple of Jesus herself, Miss Heidi Cooper. How are you doing, Heidi? Great. Thank you so much for having me. I When I started uh, asking Heidi to do this, and you've already seen, uh, she was on our In the Heights episode. She said, all you need to tell me is that Lin-Manuel Miranda is involved in In the Heights and that Jennifer Aniston is involved because you're a longtime Jennifer Aniston fan. Is that correct? I may have called her Jenny Annie. I, I think you did, but I, I wasn't comfortable with that. I I felt gross saying it. So all the way back from the Friends days. That's <laughs> right. Airings. That's right. Well, uh, if you haven't already seen the title, we are reviewing the movie Dumplin', which is available on Netflix for you to watch. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But first, Donnie, tell us what do we do on this podcast? Yeah. So on this podcast, we encourage every family at Community Christian Church to have a monthly movie night to help you and your children build memories, start conversations that matter. And the goal of our family ministry is to help you raise your children to love Jesus and his way of life above all other things. And we know that critical to that is for you to have routine, regular times of connection and shared experiences that help you build stronger relationships. And movie nights are a great opportunity to do that because movies not only are an easy way to share laughter, enjoy together, and even some uh, more complicated emotions like grief and sadness in a safe environment, but they also give us a chance to talk about what matters most to us in a way that's actually meaningful and memorable to our kids. It's not just some lecture. They have some fun to enjoy with it. On this podcast, we not only recommend movies you could watch as your monthly family movie night, but also give you some ideas of meaningful conversations you could have with your children during or after the movie. And today we're talking about uh, the movie Dumplin', as I already mentioned. Uh, this is a PG-13 movie, and I will say, uh, just like In the Heights, there are probably some conversations in this movie that if you've got young grade school age ki kids, you may not be ready for. Uh, I'll just say uh, the there are characters in the, in the film uh, that are drag queens and part of a drag show. If you're not ready to have that conversation uh, with your young kids, this may not uh, be the movie to watch. That's okay. We got lots of other movies you can watch. Uh, but just want to give you a heads up because we we are trying not to put you in any awkward, uncomfortable uh, scenario. So this may not be the movie for your family. That's okay. Uh, but we'll talk more about that in a minute. Before we get to that, Sawyer, tell them what else they need to know for this podcast. Uh, yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, we would love for you to just uh, like and subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, make sure you uh, give us a follow. And uh, and on our Facebook page, actually, if you can go to, uh, we have a parent group. And so if you go to the groups page on just our main Facebook page, there's community parents kids group. Okay. And if you go there, we have tons of extra content uh, that will help you 
parent your kids to follow Jesus uh, more closely. And so uh, we'd love to see you over there. And as always, the goal of this podcast is not to add another thing to your list of things as a parent that you feel guilty that you're not doing. Our goal really is to make it easier and more fun for you as a family to be together. And so we think this could be a great chance uh, with this movie here, Dumplin'. Uh, especially, I'll say this, if you have teenage girls in the home, I think this would be a great movie to watch if you've got a middle high school age girls in the home. A lot of fun. Um so we want to give you some good ideas for that. But let's just talk first before we even talk about how to have the conversations. What are our general thoughts about this movie? Is this the first time you watched this movie for this podcast? Let's start with Sawyer. Sawyer, what, what, how'd you enjoy this movie? Um, you know, I am, I am definitely not the prime demo for this movie. Um, and so uh, I, <laughs> I felt that vibe. Um, that was like I, the most diplomatic the answer you could have given. Yeah. Right. And so, but I will say there, there's stuff to like in this movie, even for me. Um, I love a lot of the themes of this movie. I, the, okay. You know, if you've got young kids, maybe don't watch it. That being said, the first scene where you're introduced to the drag show is a pretty funny scene, I will say. Um, and, and also again, like the, the character of Willoughby is, um, is, is a very good character and I, I really liked it. So, yeah. Well, good. Uh, Heidi, what about you? You were excited to see, I'm not, I'm just going to call her, I'm going to call her Miss Aniston yes, from this Ms. point Aniston. going forward. Yeah. You were excited to see Miss Aniston. That's appropriate. You're not on the same level as I am with her. So yeah, I not think, close I friends. That's right. That you, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, yeah, I was super excited to see her and I, I, um, no matter what she, what role she plays in, in this one, you know, she kind of is the antagonist. And, um, so I, I was She's perfect. She's perfect at it. She does such a good job of just being a real pain. Yeah. Well, and for people who don't know, I realized I didn't uh, tell what the movie's about. The movie, I'll just read the IMDb plot description. Willa Dean, also known as Dumplin', that's the nickname her mom, which is Jennifer Aniston in the film, has for her, is a plus-sized teenage daughter of a former beauty queen. So that's Jennifer Aniston. She signs up for her mom's Miss Teen Blue Bonnet pageant as a protest that escalates when other contestants follow her footsteps, revolutionizing the pageant and their small Texas town. Uh, so I'll say I thought this movie was a, a, a lot of fun. It's very funny. I think Jennifer Aniston is the perfect person to cast. One, I don't think the movie would have gotten picked up if not someone at her star level. It's just the state of where we're at in Hollywood. I, not that I'm in Hollywood. I don't know why I said we're at in Hollywood, but <laughs> where Hollywood is at the moment, uh, they're not going to green light something like this without a big star. But Jennifer Aniston is probably the the woman that at least women who grew up in the 80s, 90s, looked to and either loved and admired for how just kind of, I'll just say stereotypically beautiful she is. I mean, just people, and or you absolutely hated and were jealous of because you thought, oh, she is just the the kind of uh, glamorous version of, of beauty. And so to cast her as the mother of this plus-sized daughter who has a lot of body image and insecurity issues that already just the, the audience is already on that level because we're already like, ugh, how does anyone compete with Jennifer Aniston? I, as a dude, am like, how can I compete with Jen Jennifer Aniston? So I thought, I thought the movie just <laughs> Heidi said that I, you couldn't hear, but I can't. So, okay. Uh, Donnie, what did you think of the movie? Just enjoyment level. I mean, I think overall, like 
it's it's kind of cool to see Jennifer Aniston in this type of role because she's always kind of been the the nice fan favorite, so to speak. And to see her take on this role was very was very good change. And I thought um, the dynamic between her and her daughter created a very good story to help, like basically carry the story throughout. Because there were moments that you they do such a good job of reminding you of why they feel the way they do. Like, especially Willa Dean with her feelings toward her mother and you see that dynamic like slowly unravel. And so I thought, I mean, I thought it was a good movie. I think they did a good job with it. Well, and I think what the movie really does a good job of, and this is what we'll get into one Danielle McDonald who plays Willa Dean is just charismatic as all get out. Uh, I mean, just, she drives the whole movie. Um, I believe this is her first starring role and that already is just a lot of, uh, pressure to put on a young actress, but she just she just carries the whole movie and is is likable even when the character isn't likable. You're rooting for her. You want her to win and to succeed and to figure it out. And um, anyway, so I we I think we're saying the movie's enjoyable, especially I think if you got teen daughters because this movie really talks about um, our society's obsession with external beauty standards, um, which I think we can just all go out and say. Not everyone is going to meet. And I think what this movie gets to, which I think is great, is that they shouldn't even be standards in the first place. Like the idea that it's kind of arbitrary. We all pick Jennifer Aniston's body type as that is what beauty is. And everyone is just varying shades of Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> like you're either getting closer, you're not at all. Like that all body types, every every person has value and is beautiful regardless of whether they fit some kind of standard that what we know is culturally and historically has not always been the standard. It's just an arbitrary standard we picked as a society is this is what's beautiful and attractive and admirable. And the movie has other standards. And I think if you've got young girls, um, I'll just say this, if you're not aware of what's going on on TikTok, uh, <laughs> I cannot imagine being I, well, I can't imagine ever having been a teenage girl, but I can't imagine being a teenage girl in this society. Beauty standards have always been a thing, but TikTok, I believe, is really ramping that up in what girls are kind of having to feel like they have to emulate and act like, not just look, but sort of act and carry themselves in order to be beautiful and attractive or popular or whatever. I've got four girls all uh, soon, I mean, in the next five to ten years, going to be in um, middle and high school. And I think this movie does a good job of really kind of combating some of those issues. So let's get right into that. The, the central theme of this movie is body image. Um, what, what body types are beautiful and attractive. And, and, um, like we've said throughout the past two podcasts we've done, um, really we're trying to hit on why is it, I mean, this movie is subversive by its nature that it stars a plus size woman. Um, I mean, we were talking about this before, there just aren't movies that don't put people who are heavier or plus size in as not the butt of a joke, but to put them as the star of the movie, the hero of the movie that already is subversive. And it's a chance for us to talk to our kids. And I talked about to my kids of why is it we don't see a lot of movies with people with that who look like Willa Dean as the hero in the love interest that I think that's a good place for us to start. So let's talk about this who who wants to who wants to take on uh, all body image issues right now <laughs> as a woman I, I definitely have to speak up about body issues you know and as a mom of a daughter um i think that no matter 
you know, what we teach our kids, there's so much more out there being taught and we have to, you know, we can't, you know, I, I have known, you know, young women who have the, the most godly and very um, supportive parents who teach what God wants their daughter to know about herself. But, you know, that isn't always the message that the daughter is receiving or hearing. And we have to kind of meet our kids where they are. We have to be willing to have conversations and not just brush off. Well, you know, no, don't be silly, you know, that you're fine or whatever, or you're, you know, you're not big, you know, things like that. Like we have to be willing to hear and validate the thoughts that our, our children and, you know, young adult um, women are having with us and, and kind of be open to what their perspective is. Even if it's like, you know, for me, um, I, I have a sister who's 11 years younger than me she is, you know, 115 pounds and taller than me. And, uh, we look a lot alike and, you know, we kind of have these jokes going, you know, have been for a long time about how I'm overweight compared to her. And I think that, you know, that was always a thing that never really bothered me. But now I think differently about having those conversations in front of my daughter and her daughters, because I don't want them thinking that, there is something wrong with, you know, the way I look and it has to be that you look the way she does, you know? Yeah. And even things I think for parents that we get ourselves in sometimes and we think we're trying to be helpful and we have these kind of phrases, you know, moment on the lips, forever on the hips, those kind of things. I mean, even those kind of things, we see that a lot with Jennifer Anderson really obsessing over diet, really says, and obviously we want our kids to be healthy. And I do think it's important that we teach our kids, you know, to eat healthy and to live healthy. That's not this conversation, but there are lots of people who eat healthy and live healthy, but their body is never going to look exactly like a supermodel because that's not the way their body is built. And it's important for us to have, to, to have honest, as you said, I think that's huge. So I'm not going to double down anything Heidi said. I fully agree. Have honest conversations with your kids about where their worth and value is. Sawyer, uh, you, you had something to say. What what, what do you want to add to this? Yeah. Kind of in going in that have conversations direction, you know, her, her whole arc is kind of how she needs to let people in. And I think a big thing that goes on with with her body image issues. And I, I actually, I, uh, one thing that this movie did really well is communicate her, her struggle with her image is the thing. And it, it commuted, it communicated that she is so insecure that she keeps people at an arm's distance. She wants, she's kind of standoffish and something that the movie does very well is it takes her on this journey where she realizes that she needs to accept people and stuff like that. And I, I just, I find it and. Without without getting into too much detail, maybe we will. But without getting into too much detail, there's there's a moment in the movie where the kind the the light clicks on for her, and she kind of is like, okay, I'm I'm good now, and it's it's this really powerful moment, honestly. And so I think I think that's a really really good message to be sending is just like you you're good, and people love you is the thing. People love you, and you should accept said love. So. Well, I think that's huge, and I think that gets to some of the 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 things. And this is insecurity for anyone. I've been a, I was a mm-hmm. before I'm in my position now. I've been in a youth minister position for uh, close to ten years at our church, and um, 
just being with, and I'll say this is not just a, a woman thing. Uh, men have same kind of body image stuff and talking to young teen girls, young teen guys um, who, I mean, I'll just say this, even based on beauty standards that shouldn't exist. These are beautiful um, young women, young men who have eating disorders or who have in, intense anxiety and depression over their body. And just, I mean, one teenage being a teenager, everything in your body's changing. It's already a hard enough time, but then you throw all this extreme body image stuff into it and to be able to have those conversations. And what I have seen is that kind of insecurity. And we see this in the movie leads to two things. One, it leads to a lot of judgment. So what ends up happening is I've, I've noticed a lot of people who have what I'll just say is like low self-esteem, low body image. They think that that everyone else too highly values body image. So they become very judgmental of every other person in their life. They're skeptical of people. They're highly critical of other people. When, when my whole focus though is my body image, I'm also really highly valuing body image. I'm just putting myself down. Like that's something I've had to deal with uh, in my life just as a, as a guy uh, dealing with stuff with my own body of just feeling out of place in my own body. Right. And just feeling like, oh, this I should be better than this. I should look better than this. I should do this. And that's a tough thing, I think, for guys to talk about. I think it's tough for everyone. So I don't want to highlight that. But I think there's already cultural conversations for women to have that. Right. And there's not really a place for a guy to say, like, dude, do you think I'm ugly? Like, <laughs> You don't have that conversation as a dude or like you think I'm fat. Like you can't have those conversations as a dude. But it is a thing that young men and, and adult men. I mean, I'll just be, I'll be honest for me. That's been a thing my whole life. Um, I have very athletic, old, taller, older brothers. And my whole life, I've always been a little heavier. I've, I've, I've been on and off diets my whole life. And it, it's always been a thing. And there's really not a place for guys to talk about that. So even though I think this movie is really targeted towards uh, young women and – well, women of all ages, I guess. But I think it's helpful for your teen girls. I think these conversations matter with your boys too of to say uh, you offer more to the world than just your body. But also, like Heidi said, I think this is true. Is It's biblical that God gave you a body. So you have to learn how to be able to say, hey, God gave me this, so I need to care for it properly but hating my body is also not biblical. Hating my body and what God gave me is not is not biblical either. So, well, something you touched on, Nathan, with the um, you know insecurities of of beautiful young young people that you have interacted with, and I think there's there's not um, you don't want to miss the fact that like when you think of like a stage of like where bullying happens the most, we think about teenagers. And then when you think about the stage where most human beings are the most insecure in themselves and their body is going through all kinds of crazy stuff, it, those correlate, you know? And so it's like, if we're having conversations with our kids before, throughout, and even after that, then we can kind of reframe the, the, conversations that they're having where they're just saying like, yeah, I mean, I know that I don't see what, what God sees when I look at me. I hope I do. I hope to get more in line with that. But I also want to always look at other people the way that God would want me to see the way that God does see them and, and communicate that kind of, you know, um, observation to them, not, you know, you have this 
minor thing that, you know, you, you have a freckle in the wrong place or, you know, your hair is too thin or too thick or whatever, you know, that we tend to, in that stage of life, especially kind of rip ourselves and each other apart in. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about how to have these conversations. Donnie, uh, you have two kids. You have a young daughter and also a young son. Are you you and your wife having any of these kind of conversations with your kids? What What is that like? Um, definitely a lot of conversations about understanding their value being more than just what they can do and like what they appear like. Um, because I think it's it's a conversation that a lot of parents have difficulty having um, myself included just because you don't know what their thoughts are of themselves. So you're making perceptions based on maybe something they've said or, you know, certain things like, you know, they might be like, Hey, I see this um, person on television. I'd love to be them. It's like, is it because you're just enamored by what they can do or is it how they look? Cause um, I thought was very cool is that I think, the most resonating thing for my daughter especially has been she's been watching a show called uh, like Abby's Dollhouse and she looks very similar to this, this girl in this show, like almost identical. And the way that she connects with that and sees value in herself just for feeling like she fits in and belongs is such a big conversation to have. And I yeah. think that's something that this, you know, this movie captures is that understanding that your your value is not in just the way you look. It's in what you bring to the table, you know. So. Well, and I, I think what you're hitting on there, Donnie, that's huge is this. Um, and you brought this up earlier, but this this aunt character that um, you only really meet her because she's already passed away by the time the movie begins. But you only really hear her in terms of how other people talk about her. And she so she and her. Jennifer Aniston's character is sisters with this character. Um, oh, I cannot remember the character's name. Someone's going to, I'm terrible at characters. Lucy. Lucy. Thank you. Lucy and her are sister, sisters, and they both were heavy as children. They're plus size as children. I don't know if you call children plus size or not, but they were, they were, they both struggled with weight at, as a young age. And she talked about how Jennifer Anderson's character lost a lot of weight in either middle school or high school and goes on to do this beauty pageant. And you find out at one point that Lucy also wanted to do the beauty pageant, but she held herself back. But in the end, it wasn't what she looked like that everyone remembered. It was how she treated people and the way she made other people feel about themselves that mattered most, which we know is a biblical thing. It's what you do for, for others in the name of Jesus that matters most. Donnie, you had some ideas about that. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, like it's it's such a big part of it because Lucy represents the type of person you kind of strive in a certain way, not with the insecurities because we all have insecurities, but in the sense of how she treated people. It was more about how people felt after encountering her and interacting with her. It wasn't, you know, because when you hear the stories about her, they're like, well, oh, she was so sweet or she was so this and like all these lovely compliments. And that didn't come from her showing up and, you know, them saying, oh, well, she's beautiful. That might have just been like a side and aside. Oh, she's a wonderful person. Oh, and she's also beautiful. You know, it was always how she treated treated them. And I think you see that in like 
how Willa Dean like interacts with her uh, friend Ellen. Like that just relationship, there's not about the look. It's about two people that care about each other and just are just loving each other just for who they are. Well, and I think what you hit on there is huge is, and then you have Rosie, Jennifer Anderson's character, who is, like we said, just kind of beauty standard, the model of, of what it should be. But she's now getting to an age where those things are failing her. There's that scene where they're trying to zip up the dress and it won't zip. And um, I mean, it's heartbreaking for her. And honestly, it's almost played, and I think a little bit for Willadine, she's like, ha, like, <laughs> You got yours. There's that little moment, but it's heartbreaking either for us. If you can see, she has put so much stock in how she looked. She doesn't even know how she, who she is anymore. Mm -hmm. And that that happens to so many of us that eventually, no matter how externally beautiful, we talked about this in the last podcast. Um, eventually your body is not going to look like that. No matter how much, how, how much work you put in, because aging just naturally does that. We don't have a lot of beauty standards that we probably should, uh, uh, of trying to help people understand being beautiful in old age and how that works. But she now doesn't know how to deal with that. And it's really Lucy kind of this memory of Lucy of finding out she was this warm and loving and attractive person with all of those insecurities. She found a way to still be that person with all those insecurities. And Jennifer Anderson has to learn that, but Willadine has to learn it too, because what we see, and Sawyer wanted to hit on this, but I think it's huge, is Willadine becomes a person because of her insecurities. She isn't necessarily a warm and inviting person all the time. She's very judgmental and bitter. She has a hard shell. She won't let people in. All the things she loves about Lucy, she's not emulating because of her insecurities. Right. Sawyer, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And and so it, the movie does a really effective job at showing Lucy that, that Lucy was awesome is the thing. You know, part of the reason why they go to the in, in this podcast, the infamous drag drag show scene. Part of the reason they go there is because they find out that Lucy went there and then they find out that Lucy is this legend just for being there and loving people there. And, and so, and that's one of those light bulb moments for Willadine where she, she's like, oh, maybe I'm not doing this right and stuff like that. And so getting, watching Willadine go on this journey of realizing how valuable loving other people is and, 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 and how, how it builds bridges where bridges don't seem possible. Because by the end of the movie, even her and her mom have built have rebuilt a bridge between each other. And it's it's a really effective way to show that where it's like, hey, there's this legend, okay? And you have been trying to emulate it in that legend and you've failed. But then she just strip, like starts absorbing like the actual settings that her aunt was in and starts becoming like her aunt is the thing. And so it's a really, really good, really good lesson. <laughs> well, and I think. I think what you really see in that is that, like you said, she's learning how to open up and that I think this is a conversation around body image and insecurity and all those things to talk to our kids about is I don't think 
I don't, and I'm not saying we, we shouldn't try and be like active and like trying to get all body types on screen and all body. I'm not even saying that, but we as parents can't wait until that day comes where everybody is beautiful to have these conversations because what ultimately we have to do is, and I've had these conversations with my kids before too, because even at this young age, just as girls, they're already jealous. I mean, every woman I know who has straight hair wishes she had curly hair. Every woman I know wish had has curly hair, wish she had like, it's whatever I've got. I don't want. I wish I had something else. And the conversation I regularly have with my kids is you can hate your body if you want to. That's a choice you can make. But you cannot love other people effectively from a basis of hate. Hate never leads to love. And so if you're spending all your time saying, God, I'm mad at you because you didn't make me the way I think I should be. You didn't give me the body or the image that I feel like I should have. You can hate yourself. And hate your body, but God did give you this body. This is where you're at. And you, if you're going to love other people, Jesus says you love your neighbor as you love yourself. That you you love comes from a basis of love. So you have to accept God's love to you so that you can love others. Nobody fully loves everyone. And because love means I want what's best for you unless they're receiving that from God. We can love people in small doses here and there, but real love comes from God. And so I have to let that come to me first and accept God's love for me. And that doesn't just include my insides. That's my body too. That's God, Jesus said, I want you to love me with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And by strength, he is talking about the, our bodies, who we are. And so I think that part is, and that's the only way I can really open up and love other people. So it really is a choice, and I can't let the culture determine for me what's beautiful. I have to find what's beautiful and powerful about my own body. So I think, sorry, you kind of touched on it, but, you know, you, there's this um, huge character who is never actually alive in the movie. And the thing that, you know, her aunt did that then she begins to do in her own circle is that she looked for the unique value and worth in each person. And that is, that's exactly how her aunt lived. And so she's such a huge character, even though she's been gone for how, you know, six months or so, I think they say. And essentially it's like everyone, um, all of the different characters in the movie, big and small are impacted by the way she lived her life, you know, and, and after she's gone, she, you know, she's still impacting these people, connecting these people. And then you see her niece who goes from being somebody who is, I think one of you guys mentioned it, like more judgmental herself than most, you know, of the people that she's friends with. And she comes full circle and becomes for her group of friends what her aunt Lucy was for her group of friends, you know, for Lucy's group of friends. And so I think that's really cool the way they develop that. Well, and I think that's the idea that really we would love for our, our kids to be able to get is that God calls us to love everyone always. And it's people who look like us, people who act like us and people who don't. And that if I am so ashamed and hateful of who I am and the way I'm made, I will be so focused on myself that I can't 
look for people who look different than me. And I can't move towards that. Um, you know, there's this idea in our culture right now. It's really huge of xenoph uh, xenophobia, which is to be afraid of the other, to be afraid of the stranger, right? People who are from different countries or who look different from me. And it leads us often to hate people who are different than us. Well, there's this term for the church early on, which was xenophilia, which is love. Philia means to love. It's love of the other, love of the stranger. That what is different about our world which is really tolerance heavy, which is kind of let anyone be whatever they want to be, think however they think. You have to accept it. You don't have to like them, but you have to accept it. You just have to deal with it. But love is so much beyond that. Love is I am for you. I move towards you. It's not just I'm okay if you live here and I'm not going to hurt you. It's I want to know you. I want to know what's special about you. I want to know the unique way God made you to be of value in this world. And you have value to me, and I'm going to move towards you because you're different from me, because I want to move towards the stranger. I want to move towards it. That's a different thing than tolerance. Tolerance is I may despise you, but I just can't do anything about it. <laughs> I can't say anything about it. I can't hurt you. I can't do any of that. Love requires that I move towards you. And I think we see that in this movie. Um, and we get a chance as parents to really move the conversation deeper than that. And we get to say, okay, this movie saying you should have confidence or you should love people um, because of these bases kind of intolerance and loving yourself and self-care, which are not necessarily bad things, but our motivation to do everything is because of Jesus. And Jesus moved towards people who were different than him because everybody was different than him. It was his only choice. He had to be near sinners and tax collectors because everyone was a sinner. That's just the nature of it. And he chose to move towards us and to love us and to be for us, not just tolerate us. He brought us in. He welcomed us. And he helps us to be better. It doesn't mean he leaves us where we're at. He's going to move us to be better than we are. And sometimes that requires seeing things about us that aren't right and hearing truth about ourselves that we don't want to hear, but it's always done in love. And I think this movie does a great job doing that, that we can help our kids see the kingdom value, which is to love everyone, not just tolerate everyone. And we are one of the everyones we have to love. So um, I think that's it for this discussion today. We are very thankful to have everybody on. Um, like I said, this would be a great movie for your teens and your family. We hope you guys enjoy it. And we'll see you next time as we continue to learn how to teach our children how to love Jesus and his way of life even more.